Welcome to the most listened to golf in the world, the Fairways of Life show, on air, online, and around the world, with the most candid interviews, unforgettable stories, taking you beyond the ropes. Here's your host, New York Times best-selling author, Matt Adams. Welcome to the Fairways of Life show. Pleasure to have your company today from wherever you are joining us around the world. So some big changes are coming to Pebble Beach. I'm going to talk about that in just a second and remind everybody that coming up on today's show, we have a couple of winners on the PGA Tour that we're looking forward to catching up with. But as to Pebble Beach, there will be no Bill Murray this year. There will be no Ray Romano, some significant changes have been made. So the echoes of the old Crosby clam bake, which started 87 years ago, is no more. Something entirely different now on the PGA Tour. The changes that they're making, it is, of course, a signature event. It will be an 80, there'll be 82-man teams. Those are Thursday and Friday only for the Pro-Am. Only two courses and Pebble and Spyglass this year. $20 million is the purse. I'm going to go through uh, who you can expect to see playing in the field in just a second. In a recent Golf Week article, Adam Shupak wrote uh, the changes to this year's AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am. Quote, of the tour's efforts to breathe new life into the event by making the star-studded field the attraction other than the celebrities of music, the big screen, and the sports world. Close quote. I like the changes that the tour has made to the AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am this year. Let me bring Dominic in here for a second. Dom, I'm not sure what you decided to do with your question of the day. I suspect you've already got it crafted and sent. But my question is, when we're looking at this AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am 2024 edition, I'm curious what you think about the fact that it's it's not going to be what it used to be. It's the smaller field, signature event, elite guys, still has a little touch of a glimpse to what was the Celebrity Pro-Am. The, the celebrities that are in it this year are all uh, celebrities of the world of sport. Tom Brady amongst them that I noticed on the, on the list, although I haven't been able to find an official list yet online. But like I said, from what I'm seeing so far, from the efficiency of what they boiled it down to so that we can actually see the stars of the game of golf, I like it. I'm one, I'm one of those who kind of got worn out on the true celebrity, you know, focusing on the celebrities, particularly on Saturday. I was okay with it, I guess, at some point. Don't remember when, but not so much now. Thoughts? Um, I don't know if I'd say it's a hot take, but it's a negative take. If I want to see AMs play, I can go to my local Muni and watch them hack it up. I don't need to see that on TV. So <laughs> I am very much, like you said, the stars of the game. I am very much on the side of watching the stars of the game play at the highest level at beautiful Pebble Beach. So I am loving the way this is situated right now. And the question of the day is centered around that, in fact. It's, Aha. do you care about celebrity pro-am events anymore? Do you care? Do you, is that important to you? Yes, no, doesn't matter. And I literally, when you came to me, I hit the button, question go, and it's already at 65% no, immediately. <laughs> oh, okay. So that's pretty much in, in line with uh, what both we were saying. As to... The players that will be in the field, top 50 and last season's FedEx Cup standings, top 10 finishes in the FedEx Cup fall standings, that's a Aon next 10. Top five FedEx Cup point earners in the Sony 
the American Express, and the Farmers. That's the Aeon Swing 5. FedEx Cup champion Victor Hovland. World number one Scotty Scheffler, of course, will highlight the field. I'll get into that in just a second. As to those top 50 on the prior year's FedEx Cup points list, when I go through this list, it, it, it's going to include Terrell Hatton, but right now there's, there's wild speculation in terms of what Terrell's going to do based on a published reports, the, the Telegraph, saying that he is going to sign with Liv. So, but the top 50 on the, on the FedEx Cup points are as follows. Scotty Scheffler, Victor Hovland, Rory McIlroy, Lucas Glover, Max Homa, Patrick Cantlay, Brian Harmon, Wyndham Clark, Matt Fitzpatrick, Tommy Fleetwood, Russell Henley, Keegan Bradley, Ricky Fowler, Xander Shoffley, Tom Kim, Sunjay M, Tony Finau, Corey Connors, Siwoo Kim, Taylor Moore, Nick Taylor, Adam Shank, Colin Morikawa, Jason Day, Sam Burns, Emiliano Grillo, Terrell Hatton, aforementioned, Jordan Spieth, Sepp Straka, Sahith Gala, Chris Kirk, Denny McCarthy, Justin Rose, Andrew Putnam, Kurt Kitayama, Adam Svensson, Harris English, JT Poston, Lee Hodges, Seamus Powers, Cameron Young, Eric Cole, Benny Ahn, Adam Hadwin, Tom Hoagie, Brendan Todd, Cam Davis, Patrick Rogers, Hideki Matsuyama, Mackenzie Hughes. The Aon Next 10. That's for those that finished 51 to 60 in the final 2023 FedEx Cup fall standings. Bo Hostler, Ludwig Obert, Ben Griffin, Taylor Montgomery, Matt Kuchar, Nick Hardy, J.J. Spawn, Sam Ryder, Luke List, Alex Smalley. Leading finisher from the race to Dubai, not otherwise exempt. He's in the field, Nikolai Hoygaard. He finished second last week. The current Aon Swing, uh, swing 5, Matthew Pavone and Grayson Murray, they're both winners, so they're going to be in all of the rest of the signature events this year. Uh, Christian Buzadenhout, Kevin Yu, Steven Yeager. Current year tournament winners, not including additional events, Nick Dunlap. Top 30 official world golf ranking, Justin Thomas. Sponsors exemptions, members not otherwise exempt. They got in, Peter Malani, Maverick McNeely, Adam Scott, Webb Simpson. And players beyond 60 in the final 2023 FedEx Cup fall stains, not otherwise exempt, are alternates. Alex Noren, Thomas Dietrich, Mark Hubbard, Eric Van Royen, Brandon Wu, Davis Riley, S.H. Kim, and Keith Mitchell. So a look inside the field at that's, uh, the field for the AT&T Pebble Beach. By the way, all this beautiful video that you're watching is courtesy of Evan Schiller. Thank you to Evan for being the official photographer of the Fairways of Life show. Delighted with a couple of guests that I told you we've got coming up in the show today. Scott Verplank is joining us. Five-time winner on the PGA Tour. Uh, distinctively, he won the 1985 Western Open as an amateur. I'm going to get into the details of that in just a moment here. Uh, multiple times represented the United States on the Ryder Cup team. Multiple times represented the United States in the President's Cup team. He played in... Ready for this? 645 PGA Tour events. I like because we count them. When we have the players come on, first thing I like to say is, do you feel like you played in 645 PGA Tour events? 94 top 10s along the way, seven top 10s in majors. Oklahoma State alum. He won the 1984 U.S. Amateur and the 1986 NCAA individual title. Did Scott Verplank. Scott, what's going on, my man? How you been? Uh, doing good, Matt. Uh, I love that you're on the Golf Channel now and, and uh, got a bigger platform, so good for you. Thanks, man. Uh, 
when you were you heard me heard me talking about Pebble, right? Proams and all the rest. What proam were you ever played with that just annoyed the heck out of you? Um, you know that that one there actually was a little tough, uh, just because, like you said, you had the celebrities and you had so many people in the field playing three courses, and the rounds just seemed to take forever. So, and then you throw in some kind of marginal weather. I mean, it's the, it's one of the most beautiful places in the world to play golf, and. Um, when you when they're six six and a half hour rounds and it's raining sideways, um, you can only laugh and giggle so much. Eventually, eventually you get run down. Does Scott for Plank have any place left in the world a golf course that course that's your like your bucket list? I'd love to play here. Um, I think I would like to go play uh, some golf down in the, the New Zealand. I have been to yeah. New Zealand and have played there, but there's a couple places that look just so cool. Um, and I have never played Royal County down um, in Ireland. So um, I'd really like to go play that. And other than that, I've been so lucky and blessed to get to play most of the great places around the world that um, I'd rather not travel unless I get to go to someplace really special. Well, we're doing a trip to uh, Royal County down next year if you want to join us. You are absolutely more than welcome. <laughs> All right, so Dom showed me this video that is allegedly you skiing down this hill. Scott for Plank on the driving range. Making some really that nice is... turns here. Yeah. Matt, that's my pro, uh, my teacher, ski teacher, and, and I just can't break 80 skiing. You know, that's was that you? Was that, who was doing the play-by-play -play of that? That is a guy named Charlie Farnan, who basically is, runs Crested Butte Mountain in Colorado. And he's been teaching me for 35 years. Um, great guy, great golfer. Um, but yeah, I just, I work on it. I work on it, but I'm just about an 80 shooter. So that's, I mean, I, I want to get better, but uh, I just don't want to hold anybody up. So I'll pick up if my ball's out of play. I don't know. It looked pretty good to me. The thing that I don't understand about it is that for a guy that's already like the $6 million man with all the different parts and pieces in you, is that safe out there skiing? And have you done that for your whole career? You're like, I'm going to, I'm going to live my life outside the ropes. Uh, yes. To be honest with you, um, you know, growing up being a type one diabetic and, and having dealing with that. So it's not anything bad. It's just what I've had to do. Um, I just was like, I got to have some other things to do besides play golf. And, and I didn't start until I was like 24 skiing. So I just kind of said, the first time I went, I went for a week and I never once thought about playing golf. So I immediately fell in love with skiing. So um, I'm fortunate. I uh, am good enough to stay upright. Uh, all my kids, my wife, my kids, they all love it. Uh, we just got back from a, a trip together and it's some of the best family time you'll ever have. Awesome stuff. You're a father of four, right? How the kids doing? Yeah. Uh, all great. Have a grandson now, so that's even better. Wow. Um, all right. Yeah, you can't really explain how cool that is, but it, it is uh, it's the best. I'll get to see him here in about an hour. Very, very cool indeed. So when you mentioned that you were a type 1 diabetic, I mean, you, you've been quoted many times saying that amongst the things that you have to do, watching what you eat, et cetera, that exercise – is not an option. It's an obligatory thing that you have to do. What I'm curious to that, and you show this with your foundation, helping put kids through, through school, helping them deal with type 1 diabetes, 
how much is it for you, Scott, something that continues to fire up your passion, continues to fire up your life that you know you can use the platform that you're on to help impact and change the lives of others? Well, that obviously is, is um, I mean, you hit the nail on the head. That it, it, is, it is exciting to me, or I wouldn't say exciting, but it, it's gratifying to me that, that I've been lucky enough to get in a position to help other people that are in a similar spot. So we give, me and my wife, we give uh, college scholarships to type one diabetic kids who play, play a sport, try hard in school and make an effort to take care of themselves. You don't have to be a superstar. You don't have to make straight A's, but we want a commitment that you're going to give it your all. And basically we've always been looking for people. <clears throat> my number one goal is to find a group of young people who are going to be so successful that they're going to be able to do way more than I've ever been able to do, be way more successful um, socially and financially than I am. So they might even be able to take uh, what I'm doing to a different level. So I, I'm just trying to get, well, I tell all the kids that I talk to that we give scholarships, I'm just looking for another, I need a superstar. I, I'm a, we're, we're expecting you to be a superstar, go out there and, and kick butt and when you get to the top, make sure you give back. That's awesome stuff. By the way, uh, behind you, you're kind of flexing on us with, with it looks like a lot of trophies, et cetera. What's on those shelves behind you? Um, no, that's the, this one right here. The tall, that, that's the U.S. Amateur Trophy uh, right behind me. I'm not really uh, flexing, Matt. I just, this is the only place that I can sit down with not being attacked by a dog or a cat. <laughs> or, uh, you know, um, trying to make, trying to keep quiet so they'll stay asleep. I just, you know what? I just have some uh, stuff. I got a Ryder Cup trophy. Uh, I have a Pine Valley Pro member winner plate. Um, I have a sidelines pass from uh, Oklahoma State, Oklahoma game. Just, just kind of memorabilia stuff that, um, I don't know. You know what? I look at it every now and then, but but all, in all honesty, it's just kind of decorations. Hey, dude, it's I'm more interested well in when lived. my grandson's coming over. Yeah, definitely share it with them and celebrate it. So when we come back with Scott Verplank, I want to talk to Scott about what he witnessed, what he was feeling when Nick Dunlap won as an amateur on the PGA Tour. That is exactly, as I mentioned, what Scott did in 1985. And to do it was not something that was easy at all. He had to do it in a playoff against Jim Thorpe. We'll get some recollections on that very, very momentous event right after this. Relax. Easy now. Find your happy place. The PGA Tour Superstore. It's all in the hips. Where every swing is possible. Just tap it in. Yes! <laughs> Find all the latest gear, apparel, and personalized club fittings. Is this goodbye? We've only just begun. Shop with the pros at Golf's Happy Place, the PGA Tour Superstore. In Ireland, golf is more than just a game. Come and experience our world-famous Lynx courses and our world-famous Parkland courses, all set alongside world-famous scenery. And visit our world-famous historic sites. And while you're here, enjoy our world-famous hospitality. Fill your heart with Ireland at ireland.com forward slash golf.
It screams. It tracks. It's soft. It reacts. It is the Bridgestone Tour B with a game-changing reactive cover designed to spring faster off your driver and stick longer to your wedges. Try Bridgestone's Tour Bs. The Tour Ball reinvented. The Gen 6 Iron is a culmination of everything that we have learned as a team. The absolute best golf club I have ever hit. It's something special. Say hello to the new PXG Gen 6 Iron. The longest, most accurate irons we've ever made. They go higher and farther than any iron that I have hit to date. And they're so easy to hit. Super excited for the consumer to try this. They're going to love them. PXG, nobody makes golf clubs the way we do, period. Baseball? Nah. Football? Done it. I think I'm gonna go after the PGA Tour. Bo, you're gonna need the right equipment company. I think I got that. You know Tour Edge backs all their clubs with a lifetime warranty. I know. They ship all their premium custom clubs in 48 hours. I know. All their premium clubs are hand-built in the USA. I know. You know Tour Edge has won 35 times out here. Guys, I know. Pound for pound, nothing comes close. Boyne Golf provides the ultimate world-class golf destination with 10 championship-caliber courses spanning three resorts. Centered in Michigan's northern Lower Peninsula, the courses are the products of some of the game's masters, including Robert Trent Jones Sr., Arthur Hills, and Donald Ross. From the all-inclusive vacation packages, elite instruction with the Boyne Golf Academy, tournaments, and so much more, Boyne Golf truly offers an unrivaled Michigan golf vacation experience. Just log on to boynegolf.com. Welcome back to the Fairways of Life show. Matt Adams here with you. If you want to weigh in on our question of the day or join the live discussion board, just log on to the Fairways of Life YouTube channel and you can make your opinion known there. Scott for Plank is our guest. So when Nick Dunlop won, much attention was made to the fact that, well, it hadn't been out for over three decades and the last guy was Phil Mickelson. And it's understandable because, it, A, it was Phil Mickelson. And, two, because of the amount of time. But what people didn't realize is that the amateur that did it before Phil was our guest today in Scott Verplank. And Scott Verplank, when he did it, was the first to do it for 31 years. There's a lot of crossed lines there between he and Nick Dunlap. So I guess the first question I'd have for you, Scott, is did you feel that? When you saw what he was doing and heard about what he was doing, did it bring back some emotions and some memories? Oh, absolutely. Um, he is uh, obviously is a, a very talented young man. Um, great success, you know, winning the, the junior amateur and the U.S. amateur. So he, he obviously has some mental game, um, which is really what it takes in match play. So I think that served him very well with how he handled himself there in Palm Springs. Um, it, it, I'm, I'm so, I was so happy for him. I was like, come on, kid, pull this thing off because I know you can do it. And I know there's kids in college right now that they have the physical game, but it's kind of, are they quite there yet mentally or confidence wise? And man, he hung in there so well and saw an opening there at the end and took advantage of it. And I just, I couldn't be happier for him. Now, distinctively different than you from when you won the U.S. Amateur that you're flexing behind you as we speak 
You win on the PGA Tour. You win the NCAA individual title. You pretty much, as, a, as an amateur, I would say, what, save for the Northeast Amateur if memory serves me, you won pretty much everything else that, that you could possibly win out there. And you won the U.S. Amateur and then on tour during a time where the echo of the voice of Jack Nicklaus was still saying that his two amateur titles he considered majors in a nod, of course, to, to Bob Jones, his hero. So I'm curious when you des- how and why did you decide after winning on the PGA Tour, that you were not going to turn professional? Well, you know, Matt, that was, um, gosh, almost 40 years ago. Um, I First, I'd made a commitment. Um, well, for, put, go back even further. Uh, become a, a type 1 diabetic at age 9. So my life got more structured, um, more kind, kind of committed to a schedule. Um, and that's kind of how I grew up. So I was, by the time I went to college, I was kind of committed to the schedule of, you know, making good grades, being part of the team, working my butt off to get better at golf. Um, and I put the three years into it up to that point and everything was on schedule. And I wanted to go back for my senior year of college, to be honest with you, I was having a ball, um, kind of felt like, hey, why wouldn't you go back as the, you know, winner on the PGA Tour and enjoy your last year of college. So, and I was having, I really wanted us to win another team title. So uh, the money was not the same. Um, I think now that you really have no choice. So I'm, I think Nick Dunlap is doing the right thing. What advice would you give him in terms of even expectation after having won on tour as an amateur to allow yourself to breathe and to play your best golf without the weight of expecting that every time you tee it up, you're going to be in contention to win. Um, well, I would say um, that's obviously going to be a part of the equation, Matt. But I, I think, you know, he's got like JT and a couple other guy, Alabama guys, plus their coach, uh, Jay Sewell, has done a nice job. You know, the Alabama golf family will support him uh, wholeheartedly. But he's actually, the way I look at it now, is in a great spot that, you know, he didn't wake up on January 1 of this year thinking he was going to be exempt on the PGA Tour. He was preparing his year of playing for Alabama, playing in the Masters, playing in the U.S. Open as an amateur, uh, you know, maybe the British Open, doing all these cool things that you get to do after you win a U.S. amateur. Um, And then all of a sudden this happens and the whole world changed. So, you know, I thought about it a little bit and I'm like, yeah, he should probably, he's going to get great advice. He doesn't need it for me. But he should probably take advantage of these uh, these select events. The what do they call them? I can't. I, you know, signature elevated events. events. Yeah. Sorry. Signature. Yeah, the signature events, elevated events, whatever they, they they change every day. What they want to call them, kind of like everything else has been going on. Um, but yeah, he should take advantage of these these short field, no cut, big money tournaments. Maybe add a couple other tournaments, and then enjoy all the major stuff that he got in from winning the U.S. Amateur. And just and kind of ease into it. That, that's what I would tell him just because you weren't necessarily geared up to go right, you know, full blast, uh, all in PGA Tour, go play them all. Uh, just learn along the way. I loved what he said. He came out there to Palm Springs to learn. Um, that's basically what I did when I won the Western Open. I was there just to learn, see, try to play my best golf and see how good it was compared to the best in the world. Um, so he went out there, learned a lot, learned that he's good enough to to not only compete but win. So, um, you know, if he stays healthy, it uh, looks to me like he's going to play a lot of great golf for a lot of years. So 
hopefully he'll just take it slow and enjoy what he's got and just try to be prepared to play every time he plays. And that is kind of the key. Uh, that's what makes like Jack Nicholas and Tiger Woods and amongst that level of players so good. They were prepared to play every single time they teed it up, particularly in a major. So uh, and Nick Dunlap, that's what he needs to be shooting for, not not shooting for playing every event and uh, going wild. So we'll see. I know he's got great advice coming his way, so uh, I'm looking forward to watching him play. I'm going to ask you a question in which I'm going to interview through memory young Scott Verplank, and now you, who has the advantage of looking back on your PGA Tour career, when you decided to turn professional and you had won everything, and everything you touched, you 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 won – what were your expectations going into professional golf? What did you expect of yourself in terms of performance? And when you look back at the same time on the career that you had, did you have the career that you expected? Um, I don't know that I would say I had the career that I expected. Um, I, the, the problem, I mean, not the problem, but yeah, I just didn't play as good um, for a number of reasons, you know, health-wise, uh, probably – pushed myself too hard mentally, stuff like that. Um, I thought I could probably contend a little bit more in majors. Um, but I just, listen, I don't have any regrets. I, I played my butt off every time I got a chance to play. Um, never uh, felt like I'd let being uh, diabetic hold me back. I think it actually prepared me. It did prepare me at a young age to be ready to, to win. Um, just because I had to be methodical and a little more mature than the guys around me. But um, listen, I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm good with it. Like I said, I was lucky enough to, to play all the big tournaments. I was lucky enough to represent the United States in two Ryder Cups um, and in two President's Cups um, and the World Cup. So um, I have no regrets on, on that. I, I, there's obviously times I wish I would have played better, but there's uh, a lot of times where um, I was just trying not to trying not to hang it up. So I'm just not very good at quitting, Matt. So that's why I had some pretty highs and some and some pretty low lows. But uh, what are you going to do? I'm happy to be here talking to you this morning. That's awesome, my friend. You know that I love bringing on the the guys that are veterans that can give us some perspective, not only into their own life, but what's going on in the world. I know that your voice is about to take another step up because if I'm not mistaken, your new podcast, the Scott Verplank show, does it not debut today? I think it does. Um, I was, uh, I had a company here in town that has been real successful launching some podcasts. They asked me if I wanted to do one and I said, sure. And, um, Sure enough, I got Victor Hovland to be my first guest. So nice. I'm trying to start out with a bang. I have a pretty good insight and inroads to all the Oklahoma State guys, uh, plus a few other guys. So um, I'm kind of looking forward to it. We'll see if it works. I've told him if I'm not any good, then just give me a call and tell me to go home. And uh, if we have some fun, like I said, Victor and I had a great talk. Uh, looking forward to see how it comes out. And uh, hopefully it'll make you know be significant in some way or the other. Selloutcrowd.com is where you can find the Scott Verplank, Verplank show that debuts today. Selloutcrowd.com. Okay, Scott, simple question. I suspect it's a complex answer. Here's your complication. You have one minute to give us the answer before we have to go to break. Is the game in the end of January 2024 in a better place than it was a year ago? 
Um, well, I, that's all, Matt, really a mm -hmm. minute? Yeah. <laughs> um, I guess I would have to say yes, because I think that both sides of this equation have kind of stepped it up a little bit and it's not without some real heartache and some, some, uh, lots of bumps in the roads, but, um, to me, both sides are getting to the point where they're going to have to get together because the, the, the live has taken so many good players. Um, it's taken really taken away from the top of the PGA tour and the PGA tour is counter countered by elevated events, um, kind of stuff. It just, the, 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 mo the roads need to merge here pretty quick and they need to figure it out. Um, get the egos and the, maybe some of the top guys out of the way and let the game of golf rule, you know, let the game of golf keep living on in professional golf moving forward where all the best players can play together. So um, I, I think we're closer to that, but I just, I'm not convinced that it's going to happen yet. See, I knew you'd nail it in a minute, and I also knew that that would keep you coming back the next time when we go a little bit deeper. Scott Verplank, uh, his show kicks off today. It's called The Scott Verplank Show. The podcast can be found at selloutcrowd.com. Always a pleasure, my friend. Thank you so much for your company. You bet, Matt. Thanks for having me on. The Fairways of Life show is presented by the PGA Tour Superstore. They are the number one golf retailer in the land. If you need it, you can find it at the PGA Tour Superstore, your happy place. Relax. Easy now. Find your happy place. The PGA Tour Superstore. It's all in the hips. Where every swing is possible. Just tap it in. Yes! <laughs> Find all the latest gear, apparel, and personalized club fittings. Is this goodbye? We've only just begun. Shop with the pros at Golf's Happy Place, the PGA Tour Superstore. In Ireland, golf is more than just a game. Come and experience our world-famous Lynx courses and our world-famous Parkland courses, all set alongside world-famous scenery. And visit our world-famous historic sites. And while you're here, enjoy our world-famous hospitality. Fill your heart with Ireland at ireland.com forward slash golf. It screams. It tracks. It's soft. It reacts. It is the Bridgestone Tour B with a game-changing reactive cover designed to spring faster off your driver and stick longer to your wedges. Try Bridgestone's Tour Bs. The Tour Ball reinvented. The Gen 6 Iron is a culmination of everything that we have learned as a team. The absolute best golf club I have ever hit. It's something special. Say hello to the new PXG Gen 6 Iron. The longest, most accurate irons we've ever made. They go higher and farther than any iron that I have hit to date, and they're so easy to hit. Super excited for the consumer to try this. They're going to love them. PXG, nobody makes golf clubs the way we do, period. Baseball? Nah. Football? Done it. I think I'm gonna go after the PGA Tour. Bo, you're gonna need the right equipment company. I think I got that. You know Tour Edge backs all their clubs with a lifetime warranty. I know. They ship all their premium custom clubs in 48 hours. I know. 
All their premium clubs are hand-built in the USA. I know. You know, Tour Edge has won 35 times out here. Guys, I know. Pound for pound, nothing comes close. Boyne Golf provides the ultimate world-class golf destination with 10 championship-caliber courses spanning three resorts. Centered in Michigan's northern Lower Peninsula, the courses are the products of some of the game's masters, including Robert Trent Jones Sr., Arthur Hills, and Donald Ross. From the all-inclusive vacation packages, elite instruction with the Boyne Golf Academy, tournaments, and so much more, Boyne Golf truly offers an unrivaled Michigan golf vacation experience. Just log on to boynegolf.com. Zero Friction introduces the Wheel Pro Push Cart Golf Bag with its revolutionary three-in-one design, supportive legs that spring into action, a comfort grip handle with three locking positions, accessories for the modern golfer enhanced by seven pockets for more storage, and removable all-terrain wheels which slide right into place. The new Zero Friction Wheel Pro Golf Bag checks every box for every golfer. Push, carry, or cart, the decision is yours thanks to Zero Friction. Head to ZeroFriction.com today. Welcome back to the Fairways of Life Show. Pleasure to have your company, folks. Golf at Pebble Beach this week. One of the most beautiful places for the game anywhere in the world. I'd be curious. Maybe we'll do this tomorrow. Would Pebble be your number one bucket list course? I'm not talking about courses that you can't play. You know, like Gusta National or Pine Valley or what have you, the, the chances of anybody getting on there are remote, right? I'm talking about places you could go to. Would Pebble be number one? Or say, Pinehurst number two, or Royal Port Rush, or Royal County Down, Valley Bunyan, Hinch, Chile, Old Course, St. Andrews. What would it be? Or would it be right here? So we're going to get a chance to see that this week. In fact, let me give you some of the uh, air times of when and how you can find the coverage of the golf that is coming up this week. And we start with the PGA Tour. Thursday and Friday's coverage on Golf Channel from 3 p.m. All these times are Eastern. On Saturday and Sunday, split between Golf Channel and CBS at 1 p.m. and 3 p.m. respectively. Same on Sunday until the conclusion. PGA Tour live coverage, uh, which I will be hosting. This week, I head out tomorrow afternoon, Thursday and Friday from 11.45 a.m. on ESPN Plus, Saturday and Sunday, you can see at 11.30 and 11 a.m. respectively, each PGA Tour radio, which can be heard on the Tour's app, website, or on National Satellite Service Sirius XM, Thursday and Friday from 1 p.m., Saturday from 2 p.m. and Sunday once again from 1 p.m. for that coverage. We'll keep rolling. Uh, Live is back underway this week. Live Golf Mayakoba. We're expecting a lot more answers coming in the next few hours in terms of who will comprise the various teams. And will those teams include uh, Terrell Hatton, as it was reported by The Telegraph? Coverage Friday at 1 p.m. on the CW app. Saturday and Sunday from 1 p.m. on the CW is the coverage coming up for that. Lanto Griffin is a PGA Tour player uh, that he has won on every single level that he has played the game, including, as I just mentioned, uh, the PGA Tour. I had a chance to speak with him uh, at the Travelers. Andrew, find me this video if you would. This was when I had a ch chance to speak with him in June 
And there was a player meeting coming up that afternoon, coming up that afternoon. That's why I brought it up and said, Hey, you're going to be at this players meeting. Here was how Lanto responded to that back in June. Uh, later on today, are you going to the players meeting? You know what? I, I, I don't think I'm going to go to this one. I've been to every other one and, and I get worked up and it, I've noticed the trend where when I go to the player meeting and it's three hours, the one in Canada was for us. We stayed after and talked. It's just, it's just gotten to the point where that, that tightened up your back. Yeah, that's that's part of it. I, I just want to focus on golf, and um, I don't necessarily feel like we're always heard. And and the truth is, you know, I know it's a tough. It, it's been a really tough two years for everybody. So I'm not sitting here saying that what the tour's done is right or wrong. I know they're in a tough spot, but it's it's been frustrating for the players and and. Um, watching Brooks's press conference last week, the U.S. Open, where he just deflected all, I'm here to play golf. I took that to heart, and um, and I think I'm going to do that this week. I'm just going to try to just avoid that drama and whatever happens, whatever happens, happens, and just go out and try and play good golf. Are you able to avoid the drama, though, of uh, the letter from Tom Watson? I mean, here you got a legend weighing in on that. What Did you see it? Did you have a reaction? No, nah, yeah, I read it yesterday. I thought it was brilliant. He brought up a lot of really good points. Um, you know, you read that letter and a lot of those questions that he asked, it's like, well, shoot, why didn't we ask that in Canada? You know, so uh, he brought up a, a ton of good points. Hopefully they address that. And hopefully we just get a little bit more clarity. I think part of the issue is the last three years has been, you know, they change the schedule, they change the FedEx Cup points, they change, you know, how many people get in the, in the playoffs, they change. It, it's just... And I'm not saying they that there's a way to avoid all that, but it's just been it's it's been tough when the landscape changes all the time. Even look at Corn Ferry Tour; they go from 25 to 30 cards. No more Corn Ferry Finals. Q schools different. It's been one of those things where, you know, we as players we want to focus on golf. Golf's hard enough, and everybody's really good. So having to worry about all this other little stuff has been it's been a distraction and and unfortunate. I think. As players, we love the game of golf and the PGA Tour, the Shield. That brand is just so special to us. We dream about playing on the PGA Tour as a kid. And I'd say all of us out here feel extremely grateful to be on the PGA Tour. So it's it's almost uh, it's almost a little frustrating to see things change the way they have when we're so used to, you know, the, the Tiger era and, then, and, and everything. So hopefully things get worked out. And uh, there's a lot of unanswered questions. Um, so hoping for the best, not for just for me and for the other players, but for the game and, and kind of what makes golf so special, which is the PGA Tour and, and the great championships that we have. So on Sunday, the PGA Tour announced the players on the Player Advisory Council. There you see a second name down. Lanto Griffin is part of the pack. He is joining us right now. Lanto, I hope you're doing well, my friend. Before we get into all this, how are you feeling? How's the back? Uh, I'm, I'm doing great. The back, uh, body in the back feel, I'm, I'm about five years younger than I was in that interview with you at Traveler. So, uh, it's nice to, I, I just played three weeks in a row, um, red eye flight from Hawaii and, and, uh, no back spasms and, and really no pain. So, uh, that's a real positive, uh, for me. Cool. Now the sound that we played from the travelers in June to where we sit today with you, a member of the pack. What's the bridge there? What took place? Why'd you do it? 
Well, I, I got I got voted on. Um, we spent some time in the off season asking some questions um, with a tour and just trying to get some answers, trying to get some transparency um, with everything that's going on uh, in the game of golf. It's it's crazy to sit back. Uh, I was thinking about our interview today last night and just thinking back on how much golf has changed since since the the COVID pandemic and live came along. Um, it's hard to recognize the PGA tour and the schedule and everything that's going on. Uh, it, it, it's kind of wild. So I'm excited to be on the pack. It, it's cool to have a voice. Um, I think it's needed. Uh, I think this is a kind of a critical time in golf and, and for the PGA tour. So hopefully we can ride the ship and, and try and settle things down and, and ultimately get back to golf and, and talk about golf and not talk about schedule changes and signature events and, and other leagues, the live tour. And, and, um, that's the goal is, is to give golf fans really good golf and, and the level of play on the PGA tour right now, um, is incredible. I think Nick Dunlop's win at, at Amex is, it's going to go down in history. It's one of the craziest mm -hmm. things I've ever seen. I was, I was there that week, 27 under par for the first three rounds was insane and then for him to close it out playing with sam burns and and justin thomas and the or maybe the yeah final group um just shows you how deep golf is um and it, it's it's pretty exciting time when you when you look at the talent when you when you think of your role on the pack lanto how would you define it what do you hope to accomplish I know I'm going to be very firm. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm opinionated. Um, but at the same time, I feel like I'm, I'm fair to the point where I know I can recognize how important the top players are and, and how valuable they are and how much we owe to them in the game of golf. But I also want to be an advocate for uh, rookies on tour, the entire membership, and ultimately the what's best for the game of golf. Um, the last few years, like I mentioned earlier, it's, it's been tough mentally, um, just always changing the landscape changing. Ideally, um, we'd get some kind of agreement worked out between the top players and the rest of the membership and the management to where, look, if you go out and you play good golf, you're going to move up. If you don't play good golf, you're going to move down. And, and that's, you know, the meritocracy that, that sports should be. It, it's everything should be determined on the field or on the course or on the court. Nothing should be determined in a boardroom uh, when it comes to sports. And, and, and that's kind of my view on it. And that's what I'm going to fight for. Um, but at the same time, I want to be fair and, and, and hopefully we can all come together and, and come to an agreement. Do you feel like the equity that, that you're aspiring to, do you feel like that is in the pathway right now, or is that something that needs to be built? That's a good question. I mean, we we worked pretty hard in the offseason just to get some answers and try and figure out exactly why these things are happening. And and being voted on the pack by my peers is, is obviously um, you know humbling, and, and hopefully we can get to the bottom of it. Um, but that's, that's to be seen, I guess. Um, hopefully we can get some things done and, and everybody's happy. And I, I do know one thing we, we, we talk about this, you know, the live golf league and the PGA tour there, there's so much talent in the game of golf to where in a, in a weird way, there's room for two leagues. Um, I don't necessarily think it's the best thing for the PGA tour and the game of golf, but we're not going to change that. And that's fine. Um, 
I think we need to look going forward. We need to look at the young guys and, and the young stars that are coming up. The PGA Tour has created every star in the game of golf, at least on the U.S. side of, of the pond. You know, so if you look at a Will Zalatoris or you look at a Sam Burns or some of these up-and-coming young superstars, the PGA Tour is the reason why they are. It's because they've played really well and they've gotten a lot of TV time and they've they've won some big championships. So that's going to keep happening, whether guys leave for live or or guys, you know, remain on the PGA Tour. Uh, golf's in a really health, healthy spot with, with what college golf's done and, and the Corn Ferry Tour. And uh, it's just crazy how deep golf is. A couple of times uh, in this interview already, Lanto, you have used the phrase top players uh, and top players getting their due, et cetera. I realize who you're defining as the top players, and I'm curious how and where you define yourself in the spectrum of professional golf. Uh, In a weird way, I I don't even really, when I'm saying this, I don't really think of myself as – as anything, I'm kind of looking at it as, you know, from an outside perspective um, with somewhat of an inside view. I'm obviously a journeyman. Um, this is my sixth year on the PGA Tour. I played mini tours for a bunch of years. One thing I do look back on is I, I played six, seven years on the mini tours and, and PGA Tour Latin America. Um, I went to Q school six times. So I look back and I imagine myself now coming out of college and, and trying to play professional golf and make it to the, the PGA Tour and ultimately win on the PGA Tour. And the road right now would be a lot harder than it was for me when I did it in, you know, in, in the mid, you know, 2015, 2016. And I can tell you it was incredibly hard then, um, you know, living at home with your mom and doing Q school and asking people for money. I don't necessarily think I would have made it um, in the current landscape. It's just, it's, it's really hard to do. And, and that's what kind of scares me with what's happening now is, is these rookies coming out on tour, you know, they've, there's guys that have played on corn Ferry for five, six, seven, eight years, finally got their due. Um, they finally broke through and they're on the PJ on the PJ tour. And now they're not going to get, you know, very many starts. Um, the American express field was incredibly deep um, you know, the field last week at Farmers is incredibly deep. So these guys, they finally achieve, achieve their dream. They don't have that fall buffer that they used to have, you know, the six to eight tournaments to kind of get their feet wet and, and get some momentum. And now it's, you know, you're going to play this week and then you, you get a month off and, and you'll, you, you might get in that event. And then you can go play an opposite field event with, you know, three to four times less points than the signature events. So you look at these rookies and, you know, your rookie is going to be hard it's always been hard for a rookie on the PGA tour, but now it feels like your back's really against the wall and it's not so much play better. It's play much, much better. If you want an opportunity. Lanto Griffin is my guest. He's a winner on the PGA tour. We will continue with our interview with Lanto right after this. Yes, hello world, huh? <laughs> and with one subtle hello, Tiger began an amazing and unthinkable career. I've done it for 20 years now with, with Bridgestone. It allows me to play an aggressive style around the greens, and it's allowed me to win a lot of tournaments. Bridgestone Golf, proud to be part of your journey.
Boyne Golf provides the ultimate world-class golf destination with 10 championship-caliber courses spanning three resorts. Centered in Michigan's northern Lower Peninsula, the courses are the products of some of the game's masters, including Robert Trent Jones Sr., Arthur Hills, and Donald Ross. From the all-inclusive vacation packages, elite instruction with the Boyne Golf Academy, tournaments, and so much more, Boyne Golf truly offers an unrivaled Michigan golf vacation experience. Just log on to boynegolf.com. I think when you're training for other sports or you're what why most people go to the gym is so that they can like have muscles and you know be strong and be healthy and a lot of the reason why they struggle to play golf is their body doesn't move properly for them to be able to hit a golf ball and when you're training for golf it's a little bit different because you're focused more on flexibility and mobility and being uh, strong in motion when you're able to kind of have a warm-up and have a workout routine and kind of gradually build up to where you're training your body to move properly yeah you're gonna get a lot of big dividends on the golf course Easy now, find your happy place. The PGA Tour Superstore. It's all in the hips, where every swing is possible. Just tap it in. Yes! <laughs> find all the latest gear, apparel, and personalized club fittings. Is this goodbye? We've only just begun. Shop with the pros at Golf's Happy Place, the PGA Tour Superstore. What if we started a company and the company was under no time constraints, no financial constraints? The one constraint is their clubs had to be exceptional performers and much better than any other alternative. I was told time and again, it'll never work. It worked like a house of fire. And I'll tell you what, I think our customers love it. BXG, nobody makes golf clubs the way we do, period. Zero Friction introduces the Wheel Pro Push Cart Golf Bag with its revolutionary three-in-one design, supportive legs that spring into action, a comfort grip handle with three locking positions, accessories for the modern golfer enhanced by seven pockets for more storage, and removable all-terrain wheels which slide right into place. The new Zero Friction Wheel Pro Golf Bag checks every box for every golfer. Push, carry, or cart. The decision is yours thanks to Zero Friction. Head to ZeroFriction.com today. Welcome back to the Fairways of Life show. LentoGriffinFoundation.com if you want to check out his foundation. Lento, what's the, what's the purpose of the foundation? What are you guys working on? I know you have a charity event, don't you, in Roanoke? Yeah, Roanoke, Virginia at Ballyhack uh, Golf Club. Uh, it's going to be the third week of September. And, and basically, we're raising money for families that, that are battling terminal illnesses and also youth sports. Uh, the nice. goal there is to give to give uh, kids that um, that want to be good, they want to earn a college golf scholarship or a college basketball scholarship, hockey, whatever whatever sport it is, to give them the opportunity to get coaching, equipment, travel to tournaments, um, travel leagues, whatever it may be. So it's not so much just golf. It's I just remember being a kid and and really wanting to be uh, really wanting to play sports. I played soccer, basketball, baseball, and golf, and. And my family couldn't afford to, you know, put me on travel teams. And and uh, so this is a way that I had a lot of people, you know, help us financially when I was, you know, a kid and in college and and help me to get to where I am. So hopefully find some kids that really want to be good. They're working hard and all they need is a little bit of financial support and, and guidance. And uh, 
it, it's amazing what a, having an opportunity, what it does to your, your soul. And it, it makes you, it makes you hungry. It gets you excited about, you know, waking up and going and, and chasing your dreams. So that's, that's the goal behind our foundation. Those two things. What is your advice then to kids of all ages who are trying to chase their dream as a winner on the PGA tour that has reached yours? I, I anything's possible, uh, hard work, it, it comes down to discipline, sacrifice, and, and perseverance for me. Um, you know, maybe not going out with your friends every night, um, going to bed earlier, reading books, practicing harder, um, and then obviously having some good opportunities with coaching and 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 in golf in general. Uh, any young young kid and parent, you don't need to travel all around the world to play junior tournaments. If you can find competition, eighteen hole, nine hole tournaments in your local area. Putting a score on the scorecard is is incredibly important. Uh, you know, golf feels different in tournaments than it does on the driving range or if you're playing at home. Um, so it doesn't need to be some big extravagant travel, uh, spending a ton of money. Just find a, a really good local tour um, and, and play as much as you can. Obviously, you can't do what you're doing on the world stage of golf unless you have support. I see Stanley on your shirt. How important are the sponsors that you have built? Uh, it's incredible. Uh, it, it really is the the amount of people that we meet in the game of golf at Proams every week, and and the cool thing about a lot of my sponsors are they they support my foundation. So we obviously have a um, a partnership, but then they they also give back to local charities in in Virginia and around the country that that I support. So that partnership, it, the the relationships with these um, with all my sponsors are really important, and you know it, it's. They, they, they go past the game of golf and, and a partnership to, to friendships, and, and um, it's, it's really cool. A lot of my sponsors will travel and watch me play, and we'll have dinners. And um, it's, you saw from some of those pictures, the, the Lonto hats. I've, I've seen pictures of those on airplanes, and it's, it doesn't make sense to me. Gilbert Ramos might be watching. He started that, and, um, but it's flattering, and it's really cool to have that support um, on the shirt. That's, that's Gilbert right there. So, you know, having, uh, having sponsors – you know, that, that want you to do well in golf, but also outside of golf and in life is really cool. Very cool. Uh, Scott for Plank was on the program before you. I asked him the question, is golf at the end of January 2024 better than it was at the end of January 2023? What's your take? Oh, that's tough. I don't think it was that good in the end of 2023. So, um, I'm I'm optimistic about the future. Uh, getting golf back to where it's decided on the course is is my number one goal. Um, everybody's on a level playing field. If I were to play better than you, or you play better than me, we're you know we we get rewarded for that. So I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna say it's about the same um, same or worse. Honestly, do you have hope for the future of the game? I think there's a lot of greed um, going on in the game of golf right now, which is frustrating. Uh, we're in a bubble, and um, that's tough to see because the, the PGA Tour is so special. Um, the communities that we play in and the, and the charities and the competition, there's no better feeling than, than playing well on the PGA Tour and making the cut and being in contention, having a chance to win. That that hasn't changed, and that will never change. So what golf what golf can do to you and it can bring people together that's still there i just think we need to figure out behind the scenes how for everybody to get along and and 
for greed to kind of get out of it and, and get back to focusing on golf and honestly not having conversations like why does a signature event have, you know, two to three times the points of a, of a full field event, get back to where you're just out there playing. And if, uh, if you can play 15 to 20 events a year and, and make tour championship and win, then you have every right to do that, but give the entire membership an opportunity. Well, that behind the scenes is exactly where you will be as a member of the pack. Good luck, my friend. Thank you very much for your time. Fascinating insights. Awesome. Thank you, Matt. Thanks for having me on. It was good to see you. And this week we are going to see Pebble Beach. The beauty of the Monterey Peninsula will be the thing that defines as much as anything else the week out in Pebble, although we're hearing some very ominous things about the weather as well. We'll be keeping a very close eye on that. Looking forward to your company as we continue the Fairways of Life show. And as you continue your march, thank you so much for spending part of your day with us. Until we are together again, be well and goodbye for now.